and welcome to the MF Gamers Podcast. This is episode 2 of Twitter Questions, where I pull in a surprise guest and ask them some gaming-related questions. I'm Simon, by the way. You probably know that. So, question 1. Who are you? Give us a bit of background on your usernames. Surprise! It's 3-4. My real name's Rich. Uh, Richard Rich. Background on my username, well, why pigtail? Yeah. <laughs> I sort of know why already, because I've put two and two together. I've seen your, um, your progression through <laughs> forums, so... <laughs> It's not too hard to figure out, but people might not know. <laughs> Laziness, really. I figured, what username can I have? I can't be bothered trying to think of something imaginative. So on the other phone, I'll put one, two. So on here, I put three, four. <laughs> yeah, so when, when you move on from here, it'll be... Have a guess. <laughs> Where did Frosty come from, Mr. Frosty? Oh, well, everybody here remembers a little slush man called Mr. Frosty. Oh, yeah. He used to make little slush, like snowball type things. Uh, I used to love them when I was younger. When I was thinking of a name for my gamer tag, I was like, oh, yeah, I like that. So I put Mr. Frosty. I know it's spelled slightly wrong, but... Somebody else only nicked the uh, proper spelling. See, I were always under the impression that you were just, it was one of those cases that it was a surname. Joe, you know, your surname were Frost, and it was just like, ah, that'll do, Mr. Frosty. Oh, that'd be cool if my surname were Frost, yeah. <laughs> I know that's not the case now, which I were a little bit disappointed with. So, there you go, it's named after a fucking toy from the 80s. It's not even a toy, is it? It's oh. kind of a toy. I'm very food-oriented, you, you'll, you'll eventually <laughs> know that about me. Okay, question number two. What was the first game you can remember completing? Did you need any help, or did you figure everything out yourself? Oh, bugger, I had something else. I thought you were asking me a different question. Oh, no. <laughs> They're going to be different questions. I'm not going to give everyone the same questions. It's going to be mixed up each time. Probably going to be... God. How far back are we going? Sonic. Like, I've got a lot of games I've played before Sonic, but I don't know if I completed them. Been at that age, very like, oh, I've done with that, I'll move on. But Sonic, yeah, I love Sonic. I was a big Sonic fan. So Sonic on the Mega Drive, original Sonic. I should imagine that's a lot of people's first completion as well, given that it's it's quite easy to finish and it? it's yeah. not yeah. exactly the hardest game in the world. And it's quite short. Yeah, yeah. I was a Sega boy back then. Um, I loved it, like Nintendo. We respected the the game up up there. Up, uh, giving us but Mario was a great platformer but I just love there's something about Sonic he's a cooler character than a fat Italian plumber yeah okay this one you do know question number three name your favourite game from age under 10 and from each decade of your life age under 10 no I didn't actually prepare for that one that was the obvious one to prepare for uh, favourite game age under 10 we'll go with Sonic again you were under 10 when Sonic came out I reckon you were born in the 80s yeah yeah I was an 81 baby oh you're just a bit older than me yeah so when you were 10 between 10 and 19 I reckon GoldenEye would have been the one there. Was that about 98 something? Yeah, Game Changer, GoldenEye. Yeah, absolute top quality game. That's one of my all-time top favourite games. Don't play it now, it's terrible. (laughs) <laughs> it's really, really fucking bad. I think I played it like early, early millennium, like 2004 or something. My mate was at uni, and I went around to play it because they, they all played GoldenEye a lot. And yeah, God, it's it wasn't the same as what I remember. Always that twat that picks odd job as well, and you forget about it. <laughs> no, he was until out. You actually, he was, until you <laughs> until you actually start playing, it's like he's fucking picked odd job. <laughs> he was outlawed when we played, but you could pick Joe's. Because nice big fat target to shoot at. <laughs> it's funny because I I never knew about that when uh, my friends had an N64 and they they were pretty poor. They were like years and years behind. So you're looking at Joe the 98, 99, and they had a big family. He had two twin brothers and a sister, and they all used to sit round, you know, split screen. So of course when I went over, I was the fifth man. So Joe, we had to rotate one person off. Yeah. And I always used to pick Jaws because I didn't know any fucking better. 
I didn't realise he were big, and I didn't realise that his uh, his little sister used to play Odd Job, and just think, oh my god, like she's amazing at this game. Yeah, I, I couldn't fucking figure out why because I I didn't spend enough time with it. Yeah, in yeah. the multiplayer. Oh, I was so a, I was all yeah. over that game. I know every nuance to it. My, my mate was he played uh, a lot. Uh, what was his name? I'm invincible. Boris, it with his little Hawaiian shirt on because oh, like, like I like, can't and, remember. On some of the levels, he, he kind of blended in a bit because it was like a bit muddy, you know, a bit of yeah, foggy. camouflaged. He's kind of blended in. You'd be like, "Is he there?" And then you just see a, a shot come out and ping you, and you're like, "Oh, damn, yeah, he was." <laughs> yeah, I were really, really good at the um, the golden gun. Yeah, golden gun was his favourite mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really awesome. good at the golden gun mode, and I was shit everything else. Could get that first first it to connect, but every, if it well like consistent it's how well terrible. Oh, I hate that because because everyone had to sit on the body armor and they just sat around that, and it's like, oh, it's boring. <laughs> Yeah, okay, game me your 20s. What's that? Mass Effect 2, could that be Coward? I can't remember the actual release name. I think it's going to be around then, played it. Yeah, I'd say that qualify. What? You are 36 now? So what, take 6 off? Yeah, yeah, Mass Effect 2 easily qualifies. So yeah, Mass Effect 2. Another, I think, like, land... Well, maybe not landmark, but in terms of invested in a story and characters, that's probably the one and only game I've ever got that invested in. I, I loved them, and I really, like, stressed if, like, if they were going to die, especially towards the end where they could. <laughs> yeah, I've... My memories of Mass Effect 2 is I bought it quite cheap. I bought it job ages after it came out. I had a lovely time with it, but it was interspersed with my girlfriend at the time, who's now an ex, just constantly hassling me, like, why aren't you paying attention to me? I haven't seen you for days. Like, just be joking, complaining because uh, I just fucking just totally abandoned her yeah. to play this game. Like, it it's, was just my world for like a couple of weeks. It's one of the last problems for gamers, like <laughs> getting that balance right between your two loves. <laughs> yeah, she she was so pissed off. Like at, at the time as well, Xbox had an MSN messenger on it, so she could contact me straight into the game, and it was it was so amazing breaking. I just totally ignore her to try and <laughs> to try and. Um, Oh god! How did yeah. that relationship work out? <laughs> well, she's my ex, so yeah, <laughs> work it out. All right. Okay, give me thirties. Let's go with one of the best games ever made, Destiny. Oh really? Okay. <laughs> no, I, I love, I love saying stuff like that for reactions because I could take. He's got. There's a lot wrong with it, Indy, but I love it because I've been saying on the other, on the other that it's. I think it was a game made for me. I, I like looters. I like the idea of them, but I could never get on. Like stuff like Diablo and some of the others of similar type. My brother loves them, and I always felt bad. I wanted to play it with him, but I got bored. I literally fell asleep sometimes playing it. Playing Diablo. Yeah, because it's just not for me. That genre is just not for. I've just accepted it. Yeah, you want more actionist stuff like yeah. Borderlands, a bit well, more. Um... First person shooter is my genre. It's my jam. Yeah. Um, so I wanted something in that ilk, and I love. I like Borderlands, but uh, I wanted something with a bit more of an end game. And a bit more of a, an MMO like type. <laughs> it's so, funny, <laughs> fucking given. It's funny given what Destiny Two's got as an end game. <laughs> that's that's why it's so depressed. What's happened to Destiny? <laughs> Destiny yeah. One, beautiful, like the raids and that, and the, and, the, and the rewards you got from it. Like ah, oh, some, some of the best weapons. I just seen. I, I think the thing we did with Destiny One was just seeing someone in full vault of glass armor and just thinking. That dude has spent a lot of fucking time playing this yeah, game, especially yeah. if you were at level thirty. Oh my god! It was an effort because like there was no in-game matchmaking, so you had to go and like if you weren't unfortunate enough to have <laughs> five friends, you had to go and find them. Yeah, you could always tell in Tower as well when people were ready to go red because they'd take like a little photo, like a, you could see them lining up for like a, <laughs> <laughs> a, a football photo, like a squad, a squad affair. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
And like nothing bit. like that had been like given before. Like, I've not been experienced to that. And people have probably come from Warframe and other stuff and done raids and like even bigger scale. But like for me, that was my first like foray into that kind of thing. And yeah, I know it's not for everyone, but World of Warcraft did that stuff perfect. Mm. Another like, level, super, in it, but... super, super. If it were up to me, I'd say to the people that are responsible for the old Blizzard raids. Uh, in World of Warcraft, I'd get them across to Bungie and say, hey, look, this is how you do it, because those things are just incredible. So intricate, lots of moving parts. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're really, really dumbed down. As as much in-depth as they are, in some pit cases, they are dumbed down, you know, the the casual, like, yeah, the, the World of Warcraft stuff would just, mm. oh, my God, magical you see, stuff. again, like, I'll accept that, but it wouldn't be for me again. I think someone, like, my time that I've got to invest in it, I think, the World of Warcraft people are super nerds. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, uh, uh, this is the thing. Like, you either play games or you play World of Warcraft. There's no... <laughs> you can't play one... It's, uh, it's one or the other. You can't fucking do both because it starts your suffering if you do try and do that. So, yeah, that's, that's the thing. Are you ready to move on? Yep. Okay, if you were to remake or remaster a game from anywhere in the past, what would it be? That's question four. I'd like another Streets of Rage style. Be hard to do in 3D. Fighting Force would be pretty good. So another yeah. kind of like I'd take a, a scrolling 2D beat 'em up again. What? It don't even have to be in 3D. Yeah, it don't even have to be in 3D as long as it's like like Streets of Rage. Follow up on that, uh, something like that. I've played, I've played some. Uh, there's some around at minute, but just don't quite match. You know, we don't scratch that edge. See, good... I I always see that genre as evolving into stuff like Devil May Cry and John Ninja Gaiden, and even the last guest that I had on the first. 20 questions guest mentioned games like Wolverine you know, the, yeah, um, yeah. And, you know that sort of thing I think that's the way that they went they didn't necessarily die out they just sort of metamorphosized into that genre that, yeah that's it yeah. but I, I do miss I think the closest thing I've got, I've had I've played that's been similar the, the, the violence and just the punching and beating him up is Yakuza right just wandering around and thugs coming up and you're like just smashing headbutting them and yeah what about Castle Crashers did you play that? Because that's yeah, very similar, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a that was another good one. Again, it's like it didn't quite. It was good, but it didn't quite. I've played like what was it? Scott Pilgrim versus the World. That was another yep. kind of thing. So I play. There, there are some about, but yeah, I just miss. I think I just yeah, miss Streets of Rage. To be honest, the, the few and far between, aren't there? Yeah, I think Streets of Rage carry quite a heft with it as well because it's it's quite a recognised brand, isn't it? It's iconic. Yeah. So to bring that into current world video gaming, that'd be a huge task. It would be. I think it, it'd be doable, perfectly doable. Somebody but... did one on on, the, on PC. It was like I forgot, like Streets of Rage redo or something. It was like a fan made, like a guy like Christian Whitehead for Sonic. Yeah, he'd, he'd made and used all the assets and like made a new Streets of Rage, and it was really good. So I think yeah, if someone could do that, I'd like he's done for Sonic. Then I'd like somebody to do similar for Streets of Rage. I'd love that. Yeah, I think that's the case with many Sega games. The the fans understand the games better than Sega <laughs> yeah, Mania, actually yeah. do, as it is totally fucking. I love Sonic Mania, but I won't touch forces. <laughs> oh God, what's yeah the the one that the well they released two this year, didn't they? One were amazing, and the other one were kind of gashotron. So yeah. Question number five. Tell me how you ended up on MF Gamers. Was it blind luck, or did you have a path that you followed there? No, I'm sorry, but you have to blame Blakey. <laughs> he, um, he popped. I think he just popped a general thing out, like because I think Doom was coming, Apocalypse was coming. I think that forum was probably on its last legs, and he, he just popped down a, a thing saying, you know, there's a forum over here, guys, if you want to come, come join. Moving on. Question number six. You're marooned on a desert island. What game have you brought with you to pass the time? Destiny. <laughs> 
Just Destiny. Mind you, what we, do we have internet on this desert island? <laughs> uh, I'm just theoretically going to say yes. Because <laughs> Destiny won't work without it. It's one of the modern crooks of these modern games. That they don't, some of them don't work without an internet access. So, yeah, if we've got internet access and I can play that, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd take Destiny because I could, I could yeah, spend Yeah, Destiny 1, I presume. Destiny 1, yeah, not 2. Not, not 2. <laughs> yeah. The um, the whipping boy of the, the franchise. Two games in and they fucked it. Question number seven. Are there any parts of gaming that piss you off no end? Mindless, shitty collectathons. I like some of the Ubisoft games were the worst for that. It's like someone just sneezed a lot of sequin markers all over your screen. You know, you get a lot of check, oh, this, collect this, collect this, collect that. Oh, just yeah. go away. It's mindless. I just can't be bothered with that. I pay for games for entertainment, and if it's just that's the best you've got to entertain me, I'm not. It's bad that. game design, isn't it? Just putting yeah. the random ones in when all they're there for is. The inclusion is just there to add a trophy or an yeah, achievement yeah. to the game. To be fair, I don't even Nintendo are, are, are let off from that because I think both Mario Odyssey and Breath of the Wild, the Korok seeds and the moon, some of them were just too many. They didn't need to be that many and some were just so frivolous. Right. Yeah, so the, the, they had a little bit of that, but again, it wasn't uh, in my face. I could ignore it. I didn't need to. It wasn't littering my screen like, oh, collect lots of collector things. Yeah, so I didn't mind it too much. Yeah. I think Rockstar generally does quite good with yeah. stuff like that because they, they actually do something. Do you know, they, they add missions or... Uh, especially the older games, if you remember collecting the secret packages, you get guns delivered to your door, do you remember? On your safe house. So instead of going and finding a machine gun or whatever, or an Uzi, you just walk out and you'd have ammo there. Do you know, want a case of, do you know, if you got arrested or anything like that, it was very yeah. easy to recover from it. So actually spending time and finding those things were... No, again... I- I didn't collect them. <laughs> you won't. You won't even collect them, even no. when they had a purpose. <laughs> no. if it, well, to be fair, I, I don't think I've ever been aware that they give you that stuff. But really, I, okay. I, I, I didn't feel like I missed it. Yeah, the most recent it, games like, don't, but the the older ones did. The three yeah. um, D universe, as yeah. it's dubbed. This is going to be a controversial one, maybe. Question number eight. Tell me which game you really don't think deserves all the praise it gets. I don't know. I'm generally quite like. Open man in accepting for other people's opinions and tastes. One game. No, just your opinion. It don't matter what um what other people. Just like the one game that people go, this is amazing, and you just look at it and just think, oh, you've played it, and you think, yeah, this is fucking terrible, or it's not as good as your people are putting it out to be. I'll go for a modern thing than Warframe. Warframe. Yeah, but again, I can see it's it's what I can respect. It's not for me. (laughs) Yeah, it's a free to play game, so I don't mind it. it. It wants to be grindy. Because mm-hmm. um, it kind of wants people to pay for stuff. That's how they get the money. But it's too grindy for me. It's not, not enough reward. I've tried to get into it because when you look at four like threads and stuff, when they're criticizing Destiny, they're like, play Warframe, it's free and it's yeah. better. It's like, oh, shut up. <laughs> uh, Destiny 2's been mentioned quite a lot in this thing, this uh, podcast, and I'm in the same boat with the old job, like, try Warframe. I've tried it before and I didn't really like it. I think it's ugly as fuck. Like, not on, like, it looks ugly, do you know, and, like, graphically, like, art design. It's very... It just looks shit. I don't like that alternative just yeah, style of yeah. and I think art the, design. Just the combat and the AI is just a bit dull. Like, just, yeah, it's it's very duck shooting. They're stuck walking like, there's, into there's, walls and stuff, and I'm like, you're just fodder. This is... <laughs> I, th- I think that's the thing with, with Destiny, uh, is that the AI is, is... It's not as good as Halo's, but it's very... At least it keeps you on your toes. Like, it's not a case of just job clicking on heads. There is other it's, stuff going on. It's one of them, like, they're easy, but if you get complacent, they can just 
<laughs> yeah. you and we'll put you down if you don't. Or if you get too fucking cocky, like, yeah. they're going to punish you. <laughs> yeah. And the, like, the combat is one thing I think just destitute. Um, Bungie in general are good at just nailing it. It just feels satisfying just to play. Yeah, they're one of the few um, few developers that understand how a first-person shooter is meant to work on a controller. Yeah, yeah. It just feels really, really nice. I think that's the thing, like, when, when you go into Destiny, even when you haven't played it for a bit, especially if you've been away for it a while, and you start playing, it's like, oh, this feels really, really nice. Yeah. And then it's... If you're anything like me, you get to the point where that's not enough. Like, it's... it's Yeah, it's glossy, but there's not that much content to it. Well, the Destiny 2, of course, that we're talking about. God, I've, do, do you think we can go at rest at podcast without mentioning fucking Destiny? <laughs> no, it's going to come up again. <laughs> <laughs> right. Question number nine. Is there anything in games that make you cringe or be disappointed in the inclusion of such things? Well, well one thing made me cringe recently, and I, but it's probably spoilerish. I tell you what, drop the bomb, and I'll just bleep over it if it's um, super, super spoilerish. Warning, <laughs> spoiler. It was in Wolfenstein: New Colossus. Right. Okay. A bit towards the end. Have you played it? I haven't. So yeah, you'd be spoiling this for me because I want to play it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but no, go, go ahead. Well, there's a. And towards the end, she shoves a. And and she. But then then it hot, so it gets on the top sort And then she gets her guns out and starts shooting the rest of them down like ah she got blood splattered on her. Like, yeah, I'm like, that's a bit crass. <laughs> yeah. Normally I like that stuff, but yeah, you just stuck stuck with me. I thought that's a bit I don't mind a bit of nude. I think just I think it's just because she must have a thing. Yeah, I have a feeling that the episodes that this question pops up in, the nudity thing and your just general misogyny is going to come out on top every single time. I'd be surprised if it didn't. <laughs> okay, You're at your milestone question. Question number 10. Name your favourite poster on MF Gamers. Oh, wow, somebody who uh, poster. Somebody who posts. Yeah, someone who posts. Your favourite member of MF Gamers. Ah, oh, guys, it's hard because I, I haven't been around that long. I think somebody will probably... Get on with most I've had a bit of bants with already straight off. It's probably Danger Man. He seems like I could have a laugh with. You don't know he's from other side at Pennines. Oh right, well I'll um <laughs> That changed your mind really, really quick, didn't it? <laughs> Them fuckers! No No, yeah, I'll stick with that then. I mean I know I know Blakey and Nag from over over there, so it was a bit it'd be a bit too easy, so I think with the new people I've met. Yeah. Yeah, Danger Man. That's gonna be a final answer. Question number eleven. Name a game you wish you were good at but aren't. It can be a genre as well if you're if you're struggling. Two D beat 'em ups like Street Fighter and stuff. I think my friends heavily into that and I'm just not I just can't get into it a bit too I don't know, just the quarter circle is a I'm more of a, like a Tekken or Soul Calibur. I think it's a bit more accessible for me. I think I'm in the same boat with you. I, I tend to get frustrated and button mash. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people fall into that camp. Yeah. It's they say, Oh yeah, it's this action and you're doing that action. Oh, you think you're doing that action? It's just not—it's not playing out on screen. It gets really, really frustrating, especially when you—you get in beat over and over and over and over again. Yeah, I know there's an art to it. You definitely got to be like thinking ahead and. Yeah. Like I don't know how they pull off certain moves like so quick when like you've got to hold down for so many seconds and up quick, but they just seem to pull it out of nowhere. And there's, there's definitely got to be a technique and an art to it, but that <laughs> bakes my brain. Yeah, it's—I mean, if it were, if it were me being asked that question, I think I might say the same because. They're really exciting games to watch and to play. Yeah. But they're very frustrating at the same time. 
the impetus is all on you to do well. It's not like Destiny or whatever, where you can get team fired, you know, and you're just at a disadvantage. So it's just yeah. like, okay, yeah, I'm kind of okay with that because or Overwatch, where it's your purpose is a stone style against the different characters. You you're stronger against some, you're weaker against others. So, but with with games like Street Fighter and their ilk, it's the fails rest fully on your shoulders. And I'm such an angry person that that shit just makes me rage. Do you know, like I'm not, I'm not a good loser, as it were. So yeah, 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 yeah. Question number twelve: favorite piece of music from a game? If you can't, I like one piece of music. Just tell us a particular game that floats your boat. I did like the music in Mass Effect too. The I star map music is beautiful, yeah, that, isn't it? that general division as it's like you know the main menu. Yeah, it's it's sort of like electronic. Yeah, that music I really like. It's like chilled out in it it's like it's kind of laid back yeah yeah it's got a nice distinctive beat to it i can just keep listening to on a loop it yeah i think a lot of stuff like that the, the menu music is designed it's it's not very long it's maybe 30 seconds to a minute long but because of its re- repetition you are lulled into thinking it's actually joe longer than it is mm. a lot of old 8-bit and 16-bit games did the same joe the, the music wasn't very long yeah yeah but it, it's catchy as fuck because of that, like it, it's like earworm. Yeah, like that. Like Sonic Mania had a great soundtrack this year. Some of the old classic tracks. Yeah. See, that's another game. Those, the like the actual like one loop to coda, as yeah. it were. If you don't, if you know music, you know what that means. If you don't, it just means it loops round. Oh, it loops back on itself. Yeah, they're not very long. <laughs> those those songs just uh, repeat endlessly. Yeah, Mass Effect did have beautiful music. You're right. That's a good answer. <laughs> Question 13. Name someone from the industry that you'd like to punch in the genitals. Punch in the genitals. Obviously, like, I mean, you could punch a good guy. You could punch, like, Shigeru Momo if you really wanted, but I don't think he deserves it. <laughs> Probably Luke Smith, the lead designer for Destiny 2. <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh, my God. <laughs> he is... A, he is a, thing is, like, he used to be such a fucking, like... Go get in person, and Destiny 2 has just changed him into an absolute twat, and and it's upsetting Joe to see him run out the things that he would have fucking torn apart before. Yeah, yeah. So some of his comments as well, like a while back when he was like, "Oh, would you th- bothered about this? Would you throw money at the screen for this emo?" Like, well, yeah, people, you're thinking they will because that's you kind of <laughs> gone down that route. Question 14: How have your gaming tastes changed over the years? Try to be a bit more. Uh, expand my horizons a bit. I get in moods. I think a lot of people, we all do, getting like sulky, like, oh, can't be bothered with games anymore, they bore me. And one eventually takes you out of it and you get back into it. So I tend to find when I'm in that mood, I'm not like, oh, I'm done with games, I've grown past it, I'm not a gamer anymore. It's just like, it's just, I've just in a period, I think I should take a break. Um, so I'm mindful of that. Uh, and I try to play other stuff, not the same genre all the time. So you just. You tend not to favour one genre. You what? You've moved genres over your like game industry. Because I mean, you mentioned Sonic and you you mentioned GoldenEye and you're moving into like a more first-person shooter territory. Like, I've always like first-person shooters from, since I could play a first-person shooter. Like, I think my first one was um, Doom. Like I've always been first-person shooter kind of fan. So my tastes, I don't think I've still got my same favourites, but I tend to try other stuff more. Whereas before, I'd probably just play first-person shooters and third-person shooters. What do you mean, other stuff though? Point and clicks or strategy games or? Yeah, so I think last year I try and play a few more of uh, 
the, the games I said I didn't like, that's why I knew I didn't like them. These, these like top-down classic RPG kind of things. Right. I, I want to try Persona this year. Uh, like like quirky games that I would normally just uh, be dismissive of. Stuff that's out of your comfort zone. Yeah, that I, I wouldn't normally think about. I'm probably a bit like Yakuza. Like beginning of last year's. Like I've always like uh, not been bothered. But last year, cause 2016 was another year where I was a bit uh, I'm fed up. I, I wasn't overly impressed with that year. But then at the beginning of last year, I played Yakuza. I was like, oh, this is very good. It's good just to break out and just try something different. I think it's good to expand your horizons and maybe try something, even if you don't like it, just to um, reaffirm, you know, that there is other things out there. Because yeah. what's, I mean, what you got to lose, you know, a couple of hours on a oh, game that's it. That, I think that you might not like. So the price of entry might put you off, but then you just wait till they're a bit cheaper. Yeah, you don't need to fucking get the latest games. You just yeah. go in, you know, when when you think the price is more acceptable. Yeah. So I think paying for games is on releases amongst game, unless you're really, really into it, into that particular series. Do you generally not buy new then? <laughs> I buy new. I always buy new, but it's it's a case of just waiting for like three month, six month, maybe even a year. Right, yeah. Because I'm a fucking Yorkshire man. I, I'm a tight bastard. <laughs> it's fucking. What's the point in paying fucking forty quid for something when I can't actually play it there and then anyway? You know. Yeah. I've, I've got other stuff to play. It's not gonna go anywhere. It's it's not gonna. They're not gonna take it off shelves after a week. Yeah, I've, I've used to have bad habits of pre-ordering like five games a month and then yeah. sat on a shelf until I come round to them. Like, if I'd have waited, I could have bought them like probably half price. <laughs> yeah, I always remember it. buying... The, I bought Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 4, Medal of Honor, and something else. And by the time I'd finished Medal of Honor, Tony Hawk's had gone down in price. And by the time I'd finished Tony Hawk's, the gate, or the third game had gone down in price. Yeah. I could have got everything. I could have got every, everything for the like the price of Joe the the old fucking lot that I paid. Yeah. Like two games. Yeah. Instead of three, so yeah, buy two get the third one free. So, that was a New yeah, Year's resolution a few years ago. I kicked that habit in touch. I was like, I'll buy what I want and concentrate on that until I finished it. And yeah, then... yeah, yeah. No it's a good shame. Da- I think it's a good habit to have because like it's so easy to be impulsive when buying shit Joe, and, and getting excited for things. Especially, oh man, I'm going to bring fucking Destiny 2 up again, but getting excited for that and buying it and then getting excited for the um, Joda DLC and buying that. And then when it comes, it's like, oh shit, yeah, that's that was foolish. I should have waited. It's the uh, the old adage, isn't it? The um, fools rushing where angels fear to tread. Yeah. So, yeah, I think just being wary is good in in a lot of instances. Question 15, this is your milestone one. Uh, give me your best impression of your favourite game character. Snake! <laughs> but that's Colonel saying it to Snake. No, no, can't think of any lies he says. But it's, it's um, David Hater as Snake, anyway. The only Snake, not, not Kiefer Sutherland. It's mad because when I played um, Metal Gear Solid 5 through, all I could think of was 24. <laughs> yeah. Just because of, you know, how he, how he voices everything. Just such a... Uh, um, yeah, such a such a weird fucking person, Joe. Cast. Yeah, it was straight. I thought it was going to be a cool twist that you've played it. Spoilers again, sorry, but I thought it was going to be a cool twist that he was actually Keith Sutherland was actually going to be voicing Big Boss, and David Ayer would still voice Snake. Yeah, Solid Snake. So, so when the credits rolled, Hater was still going to be in there. It would just yeah, all he's hidden. still Snake. Um, but he's, it, yeah, yeah, well, basically, he was fucking doing like an AR, not not an ARG. Um, he was breaking the fourth wall, essentially, yeah. with with 
having that argument with Hater. Yeah, because he's, 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 he's sneaky old Kojima. He's done similar stuff before. I remember when you thought Metal Gear 2 would be all, all going to be on that. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, the tanker. The tanker. It won't, it won't even fucking... It won't even snake. <laughs> God, what a, what a big bait and switch. That that was fucking huge. That were like um, Halo 2, wasn't it? Yeah. It's like, hey, you play as Master Chief for 20 minutes. All right, here's this other fucking dude. You spend all <laughs> game playing as him. Yeah. God damn. He's a sneaky fucker, isn't he, Kojima? Okay, question 16. Name a game that you'd like to be a film or TV series and name a film, TV series that you'd like to be made into a game. Metal Gear into a film. I'm waiting for that. Do you think that would work? I'd make it work. (laughs) I mean, it's already sort of a film now, but it's not... Man, I don't don't know if I'd pay money to go or sit in a cinema and, and watch that. Oh, I don't know. This is some good characters, some good, some story you could pull out of there. It was basically like a big full story itself, anyway. I think a lot of the stuff with with Metal Gear needs you to be in, implicit, like actually controlling for the twists to hit. Right. Do you know what I mean? So it's like the um, the would you kindly twist in, <laughs> in Bioshock. Like you yeah. actually need to be doing that because it's, it's such a fourth wall breaker. Yeah, yeah. That it's not going to make it's not going to have such an impact. If it were just, you know, run on celluloid. So, yeah. Uh, it could work, I guess. Okay, what's your film and TV series that you'd like to be made into a game? No, it's a tough one, that one. That other one was easier. This is something I, I, I generally watch. Yeah. Let's go with Game of Thrones, then. Throw that in there. Yeah, they've attempted it a couple of times. Like, well, in different genres. Mm. They've had the RPGs, like the Dragon Age-style ones. They've had the Telltale storage everyone's like what how would you frame it would it be an open world or i would say in the past i'd give it to bioware but they're all all just you know the good <laughs> so yeah. it's like dragon Age origins or, or kator or when they, when they did good open world rpg that that, that high fantasy and yes yeah, so it'd be open world high fantasy playing not necessarily as the main character but perhaps just a general generic character and you meet these other the other main story characters as you're going around yeah That'd be a fucking massive world if it were open world. If you got yeah, to meet all yeah, the houses, like, or like, or like the Lord of the Rings kind of ones. Remember those? They were they were kind of enjoyable. They weren't open world, but the set pieces were fun. Yeah, it's such a weird thing. I mean, the Elder Scrolls games sort of do the open world, medieval, or high fantasy stuff. But yeah, yeah, there's not like you think that there'd be the licensed ones that you know have a stab at it as well. Or maybe it just fucking costs too much because I think Elder Scrolls online is pretty fucking big and it's all voiced and it's just it must have cost him a fucking million upon million Joe to get to where they are now yeah so I, I god damn if, if they could get like you know, all the voices and stuff the people to come and reprise roles it'd, it'd fucking run into maybe even billions to make yeah. something like that because you'd want you want the voices wouldn't you as well yeah, I mean they're adding to the experience. Those pe- those voices are essentially those characters are. The same with the the character models are going to have to be. You're gonna to have to get Orlando Bloom and not Orlando Bloom. That's Lord of the Rings, but uh, <laughs> yeah, like Emily Clark and Kit Harrington, is it? Is he Kit Harrington? Yeah, name Maisie Williams. I mean they've they've done it already. They've done it already for the you know the previous games. So I, I mean I don't see why it wouldn't be a thing. Maybe they're tied in you know contractually to not only star in the. HBO show, but actually, you know, do all the fucking side spin-off shit as well. Yeah. 
There's actually a pinball table for Game of Thrones. I wonder if that's got all the voices, you know, from from the people. Can you imagine fucking signing up to something like that if you were an actor and saying, "Oh yeah, you're going to do so many series of this, and you're going to do all the fucking, you know, spin-off shit that goes with it as well." Charles, Charles Dance's thespian voice on a pinball machine. <laughs> Don't not pinball, man. I will fucking come down there and I will fucking, I will teach you a lesson. Okay. Uh, um, Question 17, what's what's your biggest game achievement? Biggest game achievement? Yeah, your biggest game achievement. It doesn't have to be an achievement or a trophy, just something that you've attained, you know, <clears throat> you've set yourself a goal and stuck to it, managed to carry it through. I fully finished Perfect Dark. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. I did all the oh, dark, like, Perfect Dark rated, like, AI missions and stuff that you had to do with some of them bots were Twats. I think that's just an achievement just for fucking tolerating Elvis for all those hours. Because <laughs> he was just, he did my fucking head in. Yeah. I don't but know the, anyone that's like, oh yeah, Elvis was my favourite part of that game. The most disappointing thing is I lent the game to somebody, that cartridge, and he lost it. <laughs> oh, my progress no. is gone. Oh, you. <laughs> fucking hell. Oh, that must have been gut wrenching. Oh, yeah. I'll never forget that. I, I knew someone that got. Um, she got all the um, Joe the Pokemon from like Joe the original games. Yeah. And she had red, and she was like, "Yeah, I'll prove it." Put a fucking cartridge into a Game Boy after digging it out of her jaw, like the bottom drawer in kitchen. Yeah, deleted everything, everything gone. <laughs> she was like, "It was there, I promise." It's like, yeah, ragged on her for ages. No one. <laughs> okay, question eighteen. Name a time when a game made you go wow. Uh, game made me go, well, it's been a few. It's been some last year. Pick the most notable ones. Ocarina of Time, walking out into Hyrule Field. Like, wow. And you can see Death Mountain, and you're like, oh, can I get over, can I go over there? Um, just that whole game. Because it was, it, was it was a time period which, you know, it's, it's a shame that some people have never experienced that. Going from your 16-bit 2D sprite-based kind of games to your, your, your PlayStation and then 64, like that jump to 3D. Mm-hmm. I was such a massive leap, and, and again on that same console, Mario 64. First time I played that, ah, oh, it was in Toys R Us, and I was like, cause my parents couldn't afford these things at the time, but I, I put down, uh, I filled in a form to put me <laughs> to, get, to get one on launch day. <laughs> I said, like, I don't care if I have to do sell my body. I'm buying an, an N64 and getting this. Did you get your rebate? Because I, I seem to remember you got some free games, and if you bought the N64 on. Release because it dropped in price, it plummeted in price like months God. after it being out. Do you remember? Yeah, now you mentioned it. I remember, I don't think I did. <laughs> Probably too lazy to apply for it. <laughs> yeah, I seem to remember my friend got one for Christmas and we all took piss out of him because he only got like, but Joey, it was packed in with Mario 64. And then the rebate happened. Oh, the rebate was happening. God, I can't remember like the exact specifics of this now. No, I can't remember Vegas. Now you mentioned it, like, I totally oh, forgot about it. Oh God, that. yeah, I, I can't remember if it was Christmas or it was a birthday present or whatever it was. You know, he got he got something for it. Yeah. And we were all ticket pissed because he only had one game, and we were all PlayStation users, and we had fucking scores of games. And um, <laughs> well, I'm saying scores of games. We didn't fucking have that many, but it was still more than you know what someone with a Nintendo 64 could afford. Yeah. And, um, yeah. yeah, he got. I think it was Wave Race, which was absolutely fucking stunning. And, oh my god, I'm trying to remember it. No, I, 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 it was Wave Race. Wave Race and something else. Fucking hell, my mind's just deteriorating. Put me in an old people's home. <laughs> I'm saying, I'm, I'm on over today and I've done two podcasts. 
Right, so uh, just Ocarina of Time and Mario? Any others? Yeah, Jumper. Another gaming moment was when I borrowed a friend's PlayStation and I was playing uh, Resident Evil 2 and I played it in the loft and it was like all dark, and, like the bed covers out and I was like, oh, stuck up there. And it, the liquor scared the bejesus out of me. Oh, when it smashes through the window. <laughs> smashes through the window. <laughs> yeah. Proper, like, oh my god! And that night I actually had a nightmare <laughs> about liquors. <laughs> yeah. So that, that game had an impact on me. In general, those games don't tend to bother me, Joe. Like, jump scares don't tend to bother me, but there were a part in Resident Evil 2 where you're in the um, the interview room and it's like one way glass and you sort of yeah, look yeah. You're into interview <laughs> yeah. room and it's like, yeah, I know you yeah, mean, yeah, fucking hell. Like, I'll just go in there and then all of a sudden it's like, Tsh! It's like, oh, fucking hell! It's fucking, you absolute bastard. Because it just takes you so off guard. That's what I loved about that game. Like, just gory horror or, like, psychological, like, kind of horror. I can take it or leave it. I, I like it. I, I enjoy all this stuff. But Resident Evil's jump scares, I loved it. it was, like, trashy scares. It was like, I look forward to them. So I, I loved Resident Evil series. I always remember talking about Resident Evil, the first one when you're in the mansion. <laughs> My friend was like, do you know when the dogs jump through the windows, It's if you try and go out the front door before, it sort yeah. of runs a full motion video, do you know where the dogs try and like, bite oh, Yeah, yeah, it does, yeah, yeah. And it's totally like squashed by the limitations of the PlayStation 1, because you go to open the door, and you can hear it disc spin, and it's like... <laughs> and then full motion video starts playing, and it's like... <laughs> it's It just shows text the punch out. Like, comparatively to the Joe, the dogs jumping through the window. And the dogs jumping through the window is so fucking crude. Joe, like, when yeah. you look at it now, but at the time, it's, it's sort of... Well, it is iconic. People know what you're talking about. If you say, oh, yeah, dogs jumping through the window, Resident People, Evil, yeah. they know exactly what you're talking about. remember all them about. bits. They know about the nemesis chasing them around bloody police station. Go away! <laughs> yeah. Fuck off! I've only got four bullets left. Leave me alone. Like, Shut the doors. I'm safe now. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Still coming. Yeah, he's, he's like eight foot tall, putting fucking wood in and all. He's not going to stop him. He's, he could just come through the wall. In yeah. fact, I think he comes through the wall in some instances, doesn't he? Oh, yeah, that's what he like. Yeah, because like usual trope is like those either you you go into another room that that zombie that monster won't get you it's fine but that one like it, it surprised because you still kept coming and smashes through walls and he's like oh my shit yeah <laughs> fucking hell yeah I mean it's such a silly thing just just like a, a assumption it's such a, a silly assumption to assume that just you're leaving him in that room is of course he's gonna fucking follow you yeah. You know, but yeah. back then, I mean, it was, I don't know, a technological thing, you know, to, to make him follow you, you know, like a limitation or, or what have you, but yeah, fucking hell. Those, those were the days. Yeah. <laughs> they were um, they were pushing boundaries then, even though they were shit boundaries. <laughs> okay, question 19. Where do you think gaming will go over the next few years and what will your part be in it? I'm hoping, <laughs> like, like poking the barrier, I'm hoping the loot box thing that they get shat on and they get rid of but I don't think they're going to go away More like, I'd hope they'd, they did but I'd just I'd keep a lid on it keep them restricted yeah I think we're going to the more that they poke that uh, well in your words poking the bear the more they're just going to shift the goalposts like in China they made it illegal to sell loot boxes so what they did is you, you bought credits and the loot boxes come free it's like um, I don't loop, I don't know if this finding is finding loopholes and yeah they're, they're finding loopholes like in Japan you're not allowed to gamble you're not allowed to gamble with actual money, but you can buy tokens and gamble with them, and then you'll trade the tokens back in. 
for prizes yeah. which can be sold. So it's basically just making hoops Joe, to jump through. And yeah. I, I think maybe loot boxes are going to be like that. I think the best we can hope for is it gets regulated and they'd have to apply for a gambling license and rate the games 18, which they won't want to do. Yeah, I think that's possibly a way that that's going to go. Mm. I, I, man, I mean, I, I do another podcast and we talk about this fucking Joe loot box stuff loads. And honestly, I can't really see a way out of it because they're so fucking greedy. A lot of them will say, oh, it's Joe, we need it to make the games run. No, they don't. That's rubbish. Yeah, and I think in some instances you could probably validate it. But some games are different, aren't they? Like yeah, in ninety percent of the instances, it's just pure bullshit. I think if you can't make, because there's plenty of examples of video games being made that don't need this that are f- f- successful. Um, and if you can't make a video game and be successful, like selling a few million, then yeah, I don't think you belong in the industry. There's something wrong with your business yeah. model there. Yeah. I think um, there's been a lot of instances where I've just gone, oh, it's got loot boxes in it, I'm not going to buy it. It's it's simple as that, I'm not going to buy it. I would have probably bought Shadow of War if it hadn't have been for the loot boxes. Uh, Star Wars Battlefront, I would... I fuck, I was so looking forward to that game. And then they were like, oh yeah, it's got loot boxes in it, and it's all, you know, it's so integral to progression that it's essentially, you're just opening loot boxes, John, you, you're randomly going to go forward through that. No, yeah. I just don't want that, and I'd be happy to see the back of it. I think maybe that with the old loot box thing, it's going to like they're going to refine it instead of being so fucking heavy-handed with it. Joe, it's going to be less intrusive, I guess. I mean, I know you, you're, and I, right, I agree with you. You've got more of a stance, and it shouldn't be there. And I, I agree that they shouldn't. But I ain't got a problem with it that that whole argument has been cosmetic. Because like, I play, obviously, two games I play regularly are Destiny 2, oh, Destiny, sorry, and Destiny 2 heavily got influenced with it, and, and uh, Overwatch. Now, both of them, I don't feel ruin it or, or too intrusive. I can kind of live with it. You know, but it's it's when when this like the battlefront idea when it when it starts to get involved in in the like a pay to win mechanic or just ruin the fun of the game the reward system in general then could you imagine something like time split remember time splitters like all the characters you could unlock and play yeah. with and it was fun it was a fun game could you imagine that now in today's world it already exists it already exists uh, plants vs zombies as as a sticker book and you collect each time you play a game you get coins and you can just turn the coins in for sticker packs. I think the difference there is, off one game, you get like enough to buy one sticker pack. Joe, it's not, it's not stingy with its rewards. There's no way you need to put real money into that game because I got everything just by playing. And I want, I, I was semi-hardcore on it, but yeah. I want super, super like I didn't feel like you know we're having to grind for anything. I just played the game and played through the modes and the the daily objectives and stuff. You know, for as long as I felt yeah. that I was being entertained for. And I still got everything, whereas the old Battlefront thing, and, and even Overwatch and Destiny 2, to some degree, are um, you sort of look at them and go, well, I'm not getting that. I, I know people that play Destiny 2 religiously, and he wanted the, um, do you know the Spicy Ramen emote? Oh, that, yeah, yeah. And he opened so many loot boxes, so many loot boxes, didn't get it. And it's like, his playtime's fucking hundreds of hours. You know, uh, so yeah. it's, I mean, I think this is a particular thing you want because I played Destiny 2 and I've got everything I want from it. I got everything, but I've got everything I want that I could be bothered with. Yeah, but yeah, there'll be that. There'll be there will be that person who's not got that one thing they wanted, especially when it's time gated. Like I think some of the emotes and things are locked to a particular event, and then when that event's over, you don't get it again. So you feel yeah. pressured if you don't get it, you're gonna have to buy some loot boxes and things. That's that's where it is going. Yeah, a bit too too wrong, but. 
the way I look at cosmetic stuff, like stuff like that, I'm not that bothered. I was never bothered about ships, barrows, emotes. I could take them or leave them. The fun when I get them. See, it's not a, the 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 idea of a loot box isn't new. No, no, it's, it's just been, like, it's, people I to remember, a team like yeah. every year. Well, no, going further back than that, even even looking at something like Smash Bros. Do you remember you had the Gachapon machine where you get the coin and you put it in yeah. and you get like a little yeah, trophy? Yeah. yeah, it's it's a similar idea. I mean, can you imagine if they were like, oh yeah, there's a costume for Mario or Luigi or Donkey Kong in here. Do you know, like, instead of just being able to cycle through the colours, you have to earn them through that. Yeah. It'd be it, a was, same, it was always a, within a fun, rewarding mechanic, not like a stingy, stifled one where you feel like... Oh. It's, yeah, it's measuring rewards out instead of yeah. actually just fucking giving you them. Or yeah. making you... Like, this is the thing, like, I, um, I'm i talking to someone about this. We were talking about the Spider-Man game. Do you know, the Sp- up-and-coming Spider-Man game. Yeah. It says, I remember playing the Spider-Man games, and when you finished it once, you got like an alternative costume to play as. And if you finished it again, you got another, you know, like Venom-style one, or like you got different ones. I says, what's betting when that comes out? It's like the pre-order bonuses or the um, the microtransactions, you know, where you can just buy them outright and play the game as like Venom Spider-Man, or like the the the, the day of just getting rewarded to play games, you know, and, and having these. Which are essentially throwaway things, these skins. And just going, oh yeah, they're like 99p now. Or, Joe, you can play for several hours and, you know, buy them with an in-game currency. It's, it's a bit crazy when yeah. you think about it. So, yeah, that's that's a really, really heavy question. So, here we go, your final milestone. Question 20. Your fuck, marry, kill question. Okay, based on the answers that you give me today, your fuck, marry, kill... You know how fuck, marry, kill works. Yeah, yeah I, forgot, I forgot a general idea, yeah. From, yeah. yeah, okay. Your options are Sonic the Hedgehog, Mass Effect 2, and Destiny. Fuck, marry, kill. Come on. Let's go for it. I'd fuck Mass Effect. I'd... You'd have to romance it first, though. You can't just go in dry. <laughs> no, no, yeah. There's, there's <laughs> got to be a few uh, instances where, we, you know, just a bit of conversation first. <laughs> Pick the right <laughs> dialogue tree. <laughs> Pick the right dialogue tree, yeah. <laughs> and then getting that quick bit of skin rubbing. So fuck, I'd, I'd kill Sonic and marry Destiny. <laughs> so yeah, I think that will we're always gonna be marrying Destiny. Always yeah. gonna be marrying Destiny. But yeah, okay, there we go. That's twenty questions with three, four. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I've been Simon. I've been Rich. And we'll see you, or I will see you next time for twenty questions. Goodbye. Bye.